The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is Writing Excuses, episode 26, How Publishing is Changing in the New Century. Fifteen minutes long because you're in a hurry. And we are not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Howard. And I'm Nancy. Nancy Foldis is joining us once again. Um, we apologize. Dan is in the hospital. No, I, thought it was his, I thought it was his birthday. <laughs> yes, it's his birthday. But he should be in the hospital for skipping our podcast. But we have Nancy. Give us an introduction, Nancy. Hi, I'm Nancy Folda. I'm the assistant editor for Jim Bain's Universe. I'm also the managing editor of Anthology Builder. Okay, and we'll talk about what Anthology Builder is in just a moment. Um, the first thing I want to talk about um, is this whole concept of digital magazines. Um, tell, us, tell us about Bain Universe's model, how it works, these sorts of things, in case people aren't familiar. Well, Bain's Universe is an electronic magazine. Um, it's founded by Eric Flint of the well-known 1632 series. Mm -hmm. um, and we so how do people subscribe? Do they, they buy a subscription an and it comes in email? online subscription, yeah. You can okay. buy a single issue. You can buy a single story, I believe. They've got okay. that implemented now. Um, and they send you, um, well, they give you a password and a link, and you can download anything you want from the site. Okay. So they, they have HTML, PDF, multiple formats. Okay, how much does it cost for a month? Do you know? I'm trying to remember. Okay. 
I got she my. I got a complimentary. Yeah. So. Um, this is and it's DRM free, right? There's no digital rights it's management. It's completely DRM free. That's one of the big um, selling points of Bain's Universe. Um, it's the fact that you don't have to worry; it will play It'll on play anything. On all of your yeah. electronic gizmos. Um, this, the first I heard of this um, in a big way in science fiction fantasy was sci-fiction. Um, sci-fiction was um, essentially a marketing ploy by the Sci-Fi Channel. Mm -hmm. um, they started up a, they were releasing a story or two every month on their website. Uh, paying professional rates, which surprised everyone because they're paying professional rates but not charging anything. It was all publicity. It was marketing mm -hmm. for um, the science fiction channel. Eventually, science fiction went under. The argument being they realized that readers don't really aren't the target audience. Readers, <laughs> readers are not watchers. <laughs> yeah. Readers um, are not watchers. But it um, has kind of the same model with the pay um, subscription on it. it has become has kind of become Jim's um, Bain's universe and also mm -hmm. Intergalactic Medi Medicine Show. Um, for mm -hmm. Scott Card, I, and I know there are others going on. Um, how is this changing? Why is this happening? And how is this changing the short fiction market? Well, anytime a new opportunity arises for making money, mm -hmm. people will expand themselves to fill it. Okay. Uh, so what we have is we have the, the internet has come. The internet is there, and there is the opportunity for electronic distribution okay. of material. And so yeah. Kevin Kelly uh, at uh, Wired uh, Technium blog. Uh, described this, basically described the internet as a superconducting copy machine. <laughs> and, you know, that concept, we introduced to the world a superconducting copy machine, which made information, anything that can be copied, will be copied. Mm -hmm. And that has, that is a disruptive technology. And the disruption has hurt newspapers. Yeah, it all has hurt, periodicals all are periodicals hurting. are hurting bad. And at the same time, we are seeing the rise of a new generation of content creators. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, you know, obviously there's, you know, Jim Bain's universe and, you know, some of these other, these other things we've yeah. talked about, which are a direct translation of the magazine into the, the new format, uh, in, into the superconducting copy right. machine. Um, there is also, uh, like, you know, user-generated content. Yeah. Things like lolcats mm -hmm. yes. and blogs and whatever else. Mm -hmm. um, Bane's Universe publish a lot of lolcats. I'm joking. <laughs> Do you know what a lolcat is? I have okay. no idea. Well, we're not even going to okay. go there. Okay. Um, That's a can of worms can't right has. There. Um, can of worms I will worms. note that uh, Tor.com, um, Tor's website, has started doing the sci-fiction thing, publishing short stories for mm -hmm. free um, as publicity, which makes a lot more sense for them since the people who are going to be reading their stories are likely to go and read their books. It's a, it's yeah. a much better match. Um, one of the things I've noticed, and you mentioned this in the previous podcast, um, the electronic magazines tend to pay a lot better mm -hmm. um, for, to the authors um, because they don't have as much overhead, I assume. Yeah, there's um, less to print. Also, one of the big um, motivations between, behind Bain's Universe's pay scale is the fact that novelists don't like to write short fiction. So mm -hmm. all of the best authors are out there writing novels and not writing short right. fiction. So the principle of Bain's Universe is we'll pay the authors of, of the commission stories a lot, up to 25 cents per word, mm -hmm. in order to lure them back into the short fiction market. Right. Well, and um, one thing is length is not going to matter, except for the price you're paying. Mm -hmm. Length doesn't matter. Where in a short story magazine, if they buy a 17,000-word short <laughs> yeah. story, that's half of their space for a magazine. That's true. Um, and so they aren't going to do that mm -hmm. very often. But if you write a really k killer novella at 17,000 mm -hmm. words and send it out to one of these electronic mm -hmm. magazines, they could say, you know what? This yeah. is a great story. We it's don't have to 
yeah. the space is not actually as big yeah. a benefit as people think because what we've been finding oh, yeah? is that after a certain point, if you pack it bigger, people aren't any more satisfied. In fact, sometimes they're dissatisfied. Really? Uh, yeah, I think it was the movie Henry V when it came out and it was four hours long. Mm -hmm. People did not like to go see it and yeah. they did not go see it twice. And the same thing happens with online fiction. The eye fatigues a lot more with screen okay. reading. I love, reading. and so. maybe this is just me, but I love, if I'm going to be sitting reading things on my screen, um, I want to hit page down no more than maybe three or four times, mm -hmm. which is a short, short story. Well, well that's... Yes. Especially because yeah. of the font sizes that you want for screen reading. You want the fonts a little larger so that the well, I use, I use, I use smallish fonts, but mm -hmm. still, um, I, I like it fairly short. When I've picked up uh, copies of Asimov's or when I've picked up short story collections in the past, I will, I will often open the table of contents and look at what's shortest. What's shortest? And, <laughs> and ser no, seriously. And I'll read the short one because I love a short, eye-popping story. And yeah. that may be what's, part of what's driving this. What's the future of this? Do you see the explosion of things um, like e-readers and the iPhone? A lot of people talked about the iPhone for reading and things like this. Do you think see this generating a lot more interest in online magazines? Um, do you think this is the wave of the future, or do you think it's a very distant wave that still hasn't hit us yet? Uh, I'd say it hasn't hit yet, and the reason is because every time a new electronic reader comes out, for example, the Kindle, mm -hmm. all of the online discussion forums for writers go into a... I don't know, supernova, right? Everybody's mm -hmm. talking about it. Everybody's worried about the death of fiction. Mm -hmm. When I talk to my friends who aren't writers, half of them haven't heard what it is. Okay. Those who have, have no interests at all in an electronic reader. Okay. Um, so, and I know this is a very controversial issue. There's mm -hmm. a lot of people who would say exactly the opposite, but I don't see it coming yet. I'm, I actually agree with you. So. Um, I see it coming, but very far. I don't think this generation is ever going to transition. I don't think the next generation may even transition mm -hmm. to electronic readers. But I think there will be a point where we do transition. I think the short stories um, will be a great transitioning point because mm -hmm. you don't necessarily feel that you need to have that physical copy um, just like you feel sometimes with the book mm -hmm. you need to have the physical copy. But I, I don't think it's going to change as quickly. Um, as, for instance, the music rev revolution with the iPod and things like that. Well, you, you look at, there, there's two things, two, two examples we can look at. One is, you know, how many people still listen to CDs on a stereo? Yeah. And how old are those people? Right. Um, how many people have taken their CD collections and burned them to a hard drive yeah. and still have the CDs? Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm actually one of those people. I've yeah. burned all my CDs to a hard drive, but... I can't bear to throw them away. I still I have mine. I don't know where they are, but I still have yeah. mine. My wife keeps trying to say, so let's just get rid of them. Mm -hmm. Just get rid of them. But, but what, if, what if all four hard drives that I've backed <laughs> this up to... Well, yeah. no, this, this brings up a very, very important point about digital media, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to archival and information storage, because it's happened so many times. How many times have you had something on a three and a quarter inch floppy? Uh -huh. And then after, after the, the media revolution, you find out there's not a machine in the building, on the campus, anywhere within a 10 mile radius that can read that sucker. Mm -hmm. um, this is a problem. The beauty of a book is the same beauty that there was with a scroll, which is, yeah. it, it's there. It's there. It's there, and it yeah. doesn't go away well, just because even you with change the, readers. Even with the, the, the advent of books, scrolls still worked. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's the, the ones point. in Sanskrit are hard for me to read. <laughs> hard? <laughs> My very first book. I just make up noises. But. Written when I was 14. Um, it's essentially a D&D &D fanfic. But anyway, written when I was 14. Does it have orcs in it? I don't know if it has orcs. It has elves. Um, okay, so you did break yeah. your own rule. Go on. Uh, well, I didn't have my rule then. 
Okay. Um, I was 14. Give me a break. I wrote it on an electronic typewriter that used these weird, strange disks. I, I didn't even know what an electronic typewriter is, even still. But right. you could, like, you type something out and it quote it to the disk, and then you could put the disk in and it'd type it out again for you. I've still got all those disks. <laughs> I, I don't know. Wow. Yeah. That yeah. is a redundant technology, I've if I've really heard of it. You type normally on it. Yeah, still. You could, it was a transition thing. You could pretend it was a typewriter. But I've still got those disks. <laughs> Nothing in this world can read them. But I've got those discs, and they probably don't have any information on them anymore because it's been, <laughs> what, 15 years? Yeah. But, man, I, I, I've often thought, oh, I wish I could get that story back. But, yeah. the Books last a lot books longer. Last, I've still do. got all my books that I had during well, that age. Well, let me say this, even though you guys can't hear me very well. <clears throat> oh, Thank you. Jordo's jumping in. Producer Jordo! Yay! I just wanted to say one of the things when Howard was talking about ripping your CDs to... Um, music i mean to mp3s is mm -hmm. there's no change in how you consume it mm -hmm. consuming yeah. it exactly the same when you take your, your books yeah. and move them digitally the consumption is different yeah, you consume yeah. it differently yeah and that's why the ipod took off because there was no difference to the user there was no difference except for the fact you got to carry around a smaller thing yeah. that didn't skip when you jogged um so it was a big improvement this episode of writing excuses has been brought to you by i am not a serial killer lies <laughs> no, it's true. It's true that who this book to you is brought by. Wow. Now I'm starting to sound like a serial killer. This book was written by our good friend, fellow podcaster Dan Wells. I and do. He's really it's good. A, he's a, he's a pretty good. He's a but pretty good writer. I, I looked for Howard is not a serial killer, and I couldn't find it on the website. <laughs> I am not a serial killer is currently only available in the UK, but you can get it from BookDepository.co.uk who ships worldwide for free. For free. So it's I, you can just 6. buy it. 6.29 pounds right now. Six. How much does it cost to send a six-pound package across the Atlantic? All right, well, let's get off of this topic. Let's talk about the next topic. You mentioned Anthology Builder. Mm -hmm. um, I want to talk about this because this is the other big change that's happening, um, which is print-on-demand. Um, in fact, there's there are lots of discourses of whether electronic readers will take off or whether print-on-demand is the wave of the future. Uh, tell us about print-on-demand. Tell us about Anthology Builder. Okay, Print-on-demand, um, the first thing you've got to do is separate print-on-demand in your head from self-publishing. Uh -huh. The two have become very synonymous, but they're two significantly different things. Yes. Print-on-demand means the publisher doesn't have a storehouse full of books. Mm -hmm. What it means is they have the book electronically stored, and when an order comes in, they send it to their printing machine. It prints a book. It uh, puts on the cover. It completes a finished book. Some of them do it as fast as five minutes. Mm-hmm. Self-publishing means nobody in this world would take you, and so you decided to pay money to get it done yourself. I'm self-published. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your... <laughs> we, guys can we, can't, face. we can't record my crowd. <laughs> We'll see if I can dig myself in deeper, right? Of course, we have people like Howard who. Um, there are reasons uh, to, um, yeah. to to self. -publish. There are successful. Yeah, there are successful, successful self-publishers. Self yeah. But I am not. I, I do not do pod. I do not do print on demand. When That's I right. publish, I I function a lot like a regular publishing house. I buy five thousand books in China, and I, you know, I have a set street date and. Mm. And I make pretty yeah. good money. At I it. think that a lot of the vanity presses have brought a bad name to POD because mm -hmm. a lot of them now use it. Um, yeah. it's, it's a much well, and to self-publishing in general, mm -hmm. in fact, um, yeah. because when we think of self-publishing, at least most people, what they think of is these things you've seen that have 10 million grammar errors and yeah. things like that, and that's as Howard <laughs> demonstrates. 
That's not really okay, the necessity of publishing. Yeah. What, what are you guys doing? What is the pitch? Okay, anthology, anthology Builder, what we've got, we've got a database of really great stories. We know they're great because we don't let them in unless they've been previously published in a paying market or, mm -hmm. or if they've been written by a really good right. author, yeah. Um, yeah, you're not throwing away stories that uh, yeah, Orson Card sends Yeah, Orson Card, Card sends me a story, of course I take it. I don't mm -hmm. care. Yeah. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And so what we do, we, we have this database, and what you do is you come to the site, you pick the stories that interest you most, you pick a cover art, you write an introduction if you want, and we print it and we send it to you. And it's, it's a hefty book. How you can put it cost? on 15 bucks, 15 bucks plus shipping. Okay. Which, you know, shipping seems to go up twice per year yeah. right now. So yeah, yeah. order soon. Twice a day. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Um, how much is the author getting on an anthology? The authors are splitting a pro rata of $1.50 per order. Okay, so, so about 10%. Uh, yeah, that would be the authors. The authors split ten percent. Split for ten percent so, yeah. based on word count, I assume. Based on word count. Okay. Which is about what you're going to be getting. Yeah, that, for a paperback, that's a good. That's a good royalty. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. For that's about standard royalty for a trade paperback. Okay. Um, how is POD changing the publishing market industry? Industry. Wow. Um, POD. Well, <laughs> no, what's we've got happening? Half left. Come on. Yes. Right. <laughs> no. Here's here's the, here's the big thing. Uh, when I buy books in bulk. When I buy books, when a traditional publisher prints or a traditional printer prints books, yeah. um, the price of the book is around five percent of the final uh -huh. retail yeah. price. A pod uh, publisher, the the price that they are paying for the book is going to be closer to forty percent mm -hmm. of the cover price. The pod printer, you know, the people who own that equipment, are then going to try and mark that up at least twenty-five or thirty percent. Uh, so by the time Nancy sells, you know, the $15 book, I mean, Nancy, if you guys were able to print, you know, 10,000 of those, you'd mm -hmm. be paying, you know, less. You'd be paying 60 cents each for them, mm -hmm. and you'd be able to sell them for six or seven bucks. Is, is, but is Pod getting cheaper? Yes. Yes. It is getting cheaper. It is getting faster. Um, in, fact, <laughs> in, in fact, it's trending in such a way that Pod looks like it may be a technology that disrupts the entire printing industry in the next 20 years. So a lot of us are hoping. I'm hoping. Um, I'm one of those who's actually looking at this and saying, wow, it would be awesome if you could walk into a bookstore and they had a pod kiosk um, where you could mm -hmm. type out, you know, say, oh, get, let's get that Brandon Sanderson book that he published 20 years ago that's not in print because, you know, there may be 10 or 15 people who want a copy Pod in here, solves the problem of out, out of print. Yeah. And that's really why I think Anthology yeah. Builder is so cool is that you've got stories who were, that were published in Asimov's or whatever way back when. You can't get your hands on that anymore. Yeah, mm -hmm. you could build Except an anthology, anthology of yep. one author's work. If you had enough stories, yeah, 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 you could do that. You can do, you can research markets if you mm -hmm. want to submit to them. Get yeah. four Asimovs, four analog stories, four Strange Horizons. You got a, You got any Hugo or Nebula winners? Um, I don't think we have winners. We okay. have one of the final ballot stories from this year, okay. and we have six from the preliminary ballot. Okay, so. very good, very cool. Um, I'm going to use executive privilege and say we're going to go an extra few minutes. Let's do it. Five Alrighty. more minutes long because you're not in as much of a hurry as we thought you were. And we're smarter than we thought we were. Because <laughs> I want to talk about um, Howard's uh, model, the giving it away for free <sighs> Okay. Um, um, I'm going to go back to Kevin Kelly and the superconducting copy machine. Uh -huh. um, he identified eight different ways in which things that can be copied for free are still worth paying for. Mm -hmm. um, and the three that apply to me are uh, like customization, okay. where I will, you know, I've got a book and I will do a sketch just for you in the book. And yes, the content of the book 
you've already read, but I've now customized it for you. The second is patronage, and that's where a portion of my readers, I think it's around 5%, want to support me. Mm -hmm. they, they, yeah, they realize they're getting something for free. They want to send me money. Mm -hmm. and, and patronage is really important. Um, and convenience. The, yeah, and the third is convenience, which is, yeah, sure, you can read it online, but that takes time. You've got to be sitting at your computer with the books. You I can love have... having the webcomic books. I buy yep. them. I love reading them because you can turn the page rather than clicking. Girl Genius. So much Girl Genius is yeah. my favorite yeah, webcomic besides my collections. own. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't read Girl Genius well, online. What about my webcomic? Because I, I didn't know you had a webcomic. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, that was almost uncomfortable. Um, Girl Genius is one of my very favorite, absolute favorite comics, period. But I, I never read it online, mm -hmm. and that's because I don't want to spoil the books. Okay, but this is a viable, um, in, I mean, you make an income. Absolutely viable. Yes. Is Absolutely it viable, viable for fiction, I wonder? I always think I about I haven't this. seen that yet. Hmm. I haven't seen that yet, and I think Anthology Builder is the place where that's going to get proven. Mm -hmm. But they're, they're not giving it away for free. The, no, the, is this not. Is not this venue... Giving away fiction for free, could you make enough off of patronage, um, advertising, or selling merchandise with fiction? Cory Doctorow can. claims you can. See, but, that's true. But, but he also he's has... He's making a lot of money lecturing and doing other things. And he has about a bazillion people visiting his well, website. You know, yeah. Eric Flint would say you can, because mm -hmm. he says after he put 1632 in the Bain Free Library, his sales went up. Oh, that's okay. true. The Bain, Bain Free Library is an excellent example. On the Bain Free yeah. Library, you can hit that online, can't you? Yeah, yeah it's all online. You go well, to you go to Bain... So yeah. No, no, no. There's <laughs> the CDs. There's okay. CDs that came in the books. Okay. I remember when the CDs came out. No, no. Okay. You, you go to Bain.com, and they have the, the library link right there. You can download... Load, I gave least... Warbreaker away for free. Yeah. Um, I've yeah. given away a book for free. Um, and you know what? I think yeah. there, the generative, that's a Kevin Kelly term that means mm -hmm. something that allows you to make money on something that's yeah. easy co easily copyable. Uh, the generative there is convenience. You mm -hmm. start reading the book online and you realize, wow, this is fantastic. I'm bookmarking this page. I, by or the time... read the next one when it comes out in hardcover and it's not yet online. Yeah. 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 Um, has there ever been a... a, a wonder if you guys should make uh, Bane's universe free and try and do it through um, that met, you know. We, yeah. we had discussed that, I believe, at one point, or Eric had at the very beginning. Uh -huh. um, I'm not positive on the all of the mechanics behind yeah. why we settled on this one, mm -hmm. but I think it's really because you need to have something that's for sale, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. If we're not selling yeah. hard copies. Howard's selling hard copies. Yep. The Bain yeah. Free Library, there are hard copies of all the books. Right. If you're not making something hard copy, where where's the profit going to come from? Re ad revenue on the internet these days is... is ad revenue work. is yeah. very difficult. Mm -hmm. Ad revenue is very difficult. Yeah, the... Um, I forgot what I was going to so say. So if you were going to do this as an author, you would really would need to have a product that you're selling. Um, you would have oh, to I'll be honest with you. If I if I decide to write a short story, if I decide to write a novel, yeah. um, I might publish a little bit of it, little bit of it on the web for for free. But I'm going to leverage my reputation as the creator of Schlock Mercenary to circumvent Nancy and her silly seven <laughs> deadly sins and go straight to Eric Flint, who I know will take my stuff, regardless uh, that, of how awful. That's it is. an interesting question. <laughs> Brandon, you did that. How'd that work out for you? Yeah, you rejected me. <laughs> okay, but still, 
that's what I'd do. <laughs> I sold the story somewhere else eventually. Yeah. All right. Um, we are out of time. Um, we've, we're way over time. Thank you all for listening. Um, I'm going to hit Howard for another writing prompt. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Write a story that convincingly describes the death of the traditional publishing industry 25 years from now. This has been Writing Excuses. Thanks for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.